Hey friends, welcome back to the third episode of the Dangled Podcast. In this episode, one of my alumni students, Nathan, and I are going to talk about his experience building a remote music production business and the big limiting beliefs that 99% of people have when they come to me and talk about business. That is, there is no money in the music business and charging anything beyond industry standard rates and quotes is impossible. So. When I say you can charge 1500, 2000, 3000 for a production working with an indie artist, people don't believe me initially, and that is completely normal. This is why I do everything that I can to show people, hey, these guys have done it, you can do it too. It's not only me, it's a lot of people. So we're gonna tackle these limiting beliefs and talk about more stuff. Jump in, grab a coffee, and without further ado, Here's the podcast. So you yeah. close one client, four songs for 5,000. Yeah. And it's also music that you would like to produce. Yeah. yeah. And he came to me. How did you uh, reach out? I think he reached out. It was an Instagram. I think it was an, it was in a real. Based on your account, basically. Yeah. yeah. Like for maybe four or five months ago. Yeah. I was, it was in the beginning of the year. So yeah, he just showed interest in what I was doing. And we started to have conversations. And you yeah. just closed them recently. So over the course of a couple of months, he's been just there. Yeah. Giving you. And now he's ready. Yeah. It was, it was a fan. Kind of the, he was saying, yeah, I, I love what you do, the way you present stuff and everything. Obviously it was completely my target audience because even in terms of us personality, we kind of are the same with, with the artist. So it's Vibe, so, so yeah. easy to, yeah. So I didn't really have to sell. Yeah. You can have to sell a lot if they reach out to you based on your vibe, on the personality that you put out. And yeah. the, like, always people neglect that part, but it's like what you've been focusing on with your content, which I like a lot, is like you were showcasing the music that you do. So like, yeah. music and like highlights. This is the sound. This is the vibe. And it's also yeah. like you got to do the talking stuff as well. Other types of content, the educational. Yeah. But like the gist of it, why people hire you. Is what they can get themselves. Is the sound. So. Yeah. And I know that because of the artists I'm working with, they now that I've been working with them for a couple of months and even years, for some of them, they said, oh, can you just put out the synth you had uh, for the last project? And they know they start to have the, the words, the technical words and everything. So I know the artists I'm working with, they are into sounds, not just songwriting or... Right. So that's why I'm focusing on this because I know my value is there. What do you feel like you bring to the table sound-wise that they don't have or other producers lack? I don't know. I, to be honest, I just do stuff my way. And, and there's also, there's always in, in whatever I do, this melancholic, nostalgic feel. And a lot of artists, they feel connected to this. And I'm not a pop producer who's trying to get the, the most like modern sound and everything. I have my setup and I try to go as deep as I can with what I have and I notice you use a lot of textures like yeah and even like, like a, with some these yeah which I personally lack yeah and uh, I mean that that's my background I I in a lot of cases I take a lot of time and I put synth sound through guitar pedals because I'm a guitar player and a lot of artists they don't see that in studios they see a guy who's opening a VST on a computer which is completely <laughs> fine because oh wait they sound so good but <laughs> suddenly I put like distortion on the synth and I put like a long reverb and they're like 
they see me turning knobs and they're like, oh, so that guy is really playing music. Right. And I, I try to stay away from the computer as much as I can because I'm from the old school way, like plugging a guitar, having a drummer and everything. So That's I need good. to find a balance. I like that a lot. Yeah. And I know some other producers who are so good, especially in urban music. They don't even know music. They just, they have yeah. their computer, FL Studio, and they do stuff that sounds so good. But I don't know how to do this. I play instruments and I right. touch knobs and I do this like mad scientist, whatever. You need to enjoy the, if you are used to work so fast with VSTs, then just having a, an analog synth is going to take so much time. But for yeah, me, it's, like, yeah, it's all about the process. And I know I, I'm not the greatest musician, but I know how stuff can sound. And I have a pedal board and I can just do random stuff through pedals. And I just love the sound and the process of audio chains, and which is a little bit geek. And that's why I spend a lot of time uh, doing this outside sessions, because I don't want the artist to be like seeing me plugging cables and saying, oh, if I'm routing this through, we don't care. I just want to have sounds ready and I do presets like every two weeks. And, and it keeps me being creative. This is why people hire you because you yeah. definitely put in the effort and you showcase that uh, in your exploration into finding that sound. That, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And especially the now that I start to, obviously the more production you do, people can feel like, oh, you've been working on this, right? Because they hear you, you get those like ear candy, whatever sounds you used to use for other artists. But the producers I'm, I admire, they're pretty much old school, but with, in a very modern way. And just, yeah, playing instruments for me, it's always been so much pleasure. And yeah, obviously sometimes it's not as fast as VSTs, obviously. But the artist can play too. They, you can give them the synth and say, oh, do you like this sounds? And they turn knobs and suddenly right. they feel like, oh shit, I'm producing sounds now. They're involved uh, in the process. And they love this. And I think it, it, it's a little bit, since I'm a little bit slower, I'm a slow guy. I'm not like super. Same. Also slow. Yeah. And I kind of embrace this. I, that's why I say to artists, like th this is also part of the budget is we're going to take time and I don't want them to feel rushed into the process and feel like, oh, this is, this needs to be done today at 6 PM. I'm like, if it's done in two weeks, that that's okay too. Cause you're going to live with that song like for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, so let's take time and it's just music and it, it's not, it's not that important. The time yeah, always, that's important. Yeah. yeah. So it's just pleasure. And sometimes I do stuff that sounds like shit and that's okay. But sometimes you Some grow magic. and yeah. <laughs> and you can also get magic with VSTs and everything They use it like 80% of the time. But sometimes you don't want to touch the computer and you want to do this analog thing. And sometimes it works. And some for artists who want to have a specific sound, sometimes that's the way to go. But yeah, Dor yeah. it's all do about the process. Do you, do you use the Softip console a lot? Yeah, for mixing. Is it, because I have it as well. I barely use it. I use yeah. it. The transient shaper is amazing. Yeah. The I do all my EQs on this because I used to do, I now I have my presets with the, the universal audio plugins. So I can do my own channels. So it, sometimes I use SSL. Sometimes I use the text. Amazing. And I gotta it use it really fast. I, I can do a balance mix in like an hour and th that would take me two, three hours like even two years ago. And I feel like everything sounds better. And I just love knobs. 
again, that's my old school way. And sometimes for doing automation, obviously I'm going to do it with the mouth and I'm going to use the mouse to do a lot of stuff, but just the sound and having... Maybe if later you just go full out of the box, just everything straight to tape. Oh, yeah, no way, because for the recall and everything. No, right. it, it's just uh, sometimes you need to... I even started to think about putting my compu computer on the sides, like old studios, but right. it's just impossible. I'm not getting used to it. Yeah, out of the job. So I think we are this generation where we didn't work on the console, so it's so hard to yeah. think about. Uh, that studios you never touch the console actually <laughs> yeah true but yeah i'm just trying to find a setup that that works for me and i'm not buying a lot of gear honestly i have four guitars i have three synths and that's it i always use the same instruments but i buy guitar pedals or like other plugins whatever to find right. new sounds and that's it that keeps me motivated in the music creation that's it yeah and listening to music too just waiting on my visa to arrive like for the next year because you got to renew it each and every year here in Turkey. Once it's there, I'm probably just going to get a piano, like a proper expensive piano. Just get into that. Just pure, clean piano sounds, like beautiful chords. That's going to add to the pleasure of it. Yeah, you don't, you need two microphones and that's it. You need some space, but obviously you have it. Yeah, uh, but I know some guys that are trained like classical music and they do production on a Novation 49 keys and they right. are top of the game right now in France. I'm thinking of yeah, one. It's possible. They do because they know how to play. So yeah. whatever they use, it sounds so good. You right. can have the best plugin ever. If you Shout don't know how tool. a piano works, yeah. it's not going to sound good. Just gear, I think is, I never been passionate about gear to be honest. It's just, is it going to bring me joy or I'm going to enjoy the process. That's it. I'm not like, oh, I need this compressor, which is 3K. Nobody cares. Yeah. The artists, they, if it sounds good to you, then it sounds good for pretty much everyone. Yeah. As far as like clients coming in, how's it looking right now? Is it looking okay for you? Do you have enough people on the table to get you fed? Yeah, right now I have that, that, that's why I'm a little bit more relaxed than usual. I know I need to be anticipating the end of the project I'm working on, but since on a subscription model, then I know my, my, my expenses are covered for the, at least September, October, November. Right. So I'm good on that side, but I need, I don't have people coming through the door like every two days or every three days. That's really I'm so good. focused on, I'm sometimes I'm focusing on what's going to come next in terms of projects and I'm. And I need to focus on the project that I'm actually working on because they, those clients are paying me. So it, it's hard balance to find. And I don't want to make the mistake I did last year where I was so focused on the project. And then everyone, I finished all the project at the same time. And I was like, oh shit, what am I going to do now? Because I was so into the seven yeah. or eight project at the same time. That's a bottleneck many people have. Once they start getting clients in. They're like, oh, I got clients, money's coming in. Let's focus on the projects. And the focus on the projects and the marketing part is on the floor. And I understand that. You're just one guy. You have to spread yourself between marketing, yeah. selling, and delivering on the projects, obviously. Because it's one thing to sell, but then you have to deliver as well, right? It's yeah, yeah. It's one thing for me to get people into the door for the coaching. It's another thing just actually giving you the results. And that, that's, yeah, yeah. that these are two completely different separate things. Same for the music. Yeah. And the subscription model is a good way. It sounds like fancy subscription model, but just getting people like, this is why I'm saying like, how many people do you actually need? If you have 10, 15 clients per year and with yeah. 
client, you do two projects or three, yeah. like three songs, that's enough money. Like, but yeah, anyway, yeah. you charge 1500, 2000, you work three times with each client, or just you have eight clients, but you work with them for three, four songs. That's yeah. already good. That's a good starting point. Yeah. That's actually my business model is actually this, like the subscription model. I know I can take a bit more time and we don't talk about money when the subscription is started. So uh, it's actually easier for the artist to feel like, okay, so we're going to work on that project for nine months or whatever. And even if we finish in four months, they actually continue to pay. And for me, that's actually better to, in terms of financial stuff to, to see, okay, so I can invest in, in that part of the business. I am sure hundred percent sure I, I can cover my needs and everything, but I'm not yet in that situation where I feel like I have going to have business for like the two, like until 2025, 20, whatever. Me neither. I still need to focus on, on, on this and not sit down and be like, oh, now I'm relaxed. I have seven or eight projects for the following year. I need to be anticipating a bit more. I know this. Right. Long term, of course, if that's your goal, that is not bad. Like for me, it's also preferable when I build a good reputation and a good clientele where I don't have to focus on marketing for 80% of the time at all. Like right now, yeah. people still come to me and just ask me for services, even though I haven't put out any musical related stuff in months. Yeah. Not actively, which is good. Like I don't want to. And that should be long term. It's really good if you build up a brand and a clientele that just comes to you all the time and active word of mouth where you don't have, if you want to disappear for a while, you can do it and it doesn't hurt you a lot financially. Unless yeah. you're an influencer, like some people want to, and that's okay. Yeah. It's certainly not me. Yeah, me either. We're just making music and that's, yeah, it's hard to find the balance because obviously sometimes I have People contacting me like, oh, what's your rates? And so we jump on a call and we discuss this, the way we can work together. And usually they're like, oh, I didn't know that was that expensive. I'm like, yeah, but just put some money aside for, for the next three, four months. And then we could right. be, yeah. you're cool. going to be able to. And then when I actually forgot that artist contacting me, they're like, oh, so I have the money now. Can we work together? Right. Like to have this multiplied by. 20 or 30, then I'm going to be constantly having projects. Yes. That's the goal, I think. And at the end of the day, it's not even that much money. If you think about it, 1500, 2000 sounds like a lot, but actually, what can you do with $2,000? Yeah. That much for a good service. Everything right now costs that much. Yeah. Not all the artists are broke. That, that's, I was discussing this with me. Yeah. There are some artists, they come from, I know a French artist. I kind of would like to work with her because she's pretty good. And she comes from a very wealthy family and she, the last music video she put out was like, okay, it sounds like Hollywood. And she told a, a friend, she invested like 30 K wow. and she's an independent artist and she has 2000 followers on, on Spotify monthly, which is not that. That's a realization you get once well, you get yeah. the whole business thing and you start actually talking to people, you realize not everyone is broke. Yeah. And I don't want to work with broke artists, except if they're so, if they're so good and you feel, oh, I just found like this diamond and you want to develop the, this artist, but it doesn't make sense in terms of business. But right now, after we worked together for quite a while, would you say like in the beginning, 
you still was like doubting if there's that much money for your services. Right now, you've been through a couple or a handful of clients who paid you the money that you want. Yeah. So would you right now, if someone would ask you, like, there is no money in music and like people are broke, would that be true? No, people have money because you see people working. Everyone is buying fancy clothes. Everyone's yeah. buying iPhones. Everyone buying cars. You know, I know some good mixers. They started to charge. They, was, they were charging like 700 last year. And now they are charging 900 to 1,000. They are obviously very good. But with COVID, everyone was saying like, oh, there is no money. Everything is... And those guys, they charge way more than they used to. And they are super busy. So it means that people have money. There is money. <laughs> there is money. Yeah. I'm definitely convinced that people yeah. have. That's a good realization to have. That yeah. it's, even though everyone is screaming, there's a financial crisis. Obviously, obviously there is. Yeah. Obviously there is. But given there's 7 billion people in the world and millions of musicians and how much clients you need per month, people do have money. Yeah. And I mean, they just comes to what they wanted to do with their money because I'm not taking a lot of vacation. I'm a music producer. I would buy a guitar that is 1K and I would buy plugins who are like 300 euros for someone else. Like someone would say, I prefer to do a weekend with my girlfriend and go to clubs and whatever and spend and spend 200 in the evening. Funniest thing is I see like DJs playing big shows, making Big money, like really good money, like 3000 per evening and more just for yeah. playing like DJ shows. Yeah. Then I see them using cracked plugins, like cracked Nexus or something, like yeah. cracked Sausage Fed or something. And then when it comes to paying for mixing services, they're like, oh, I don't have the money right now. The label might have it. Yeah. And then you also see them at clubs buying like private tables and bottles for 900 yeah in the US like a bottle costs $600 and a table it's like $1,000 per evening even if you throw it together with other people it's still like $300 per, yeah. per for you and then they use crack plugins while getting paid and it's, it's just their unwillingness to do it if they really want it they'll pay it because if they have money for fucking alcohol yeah they should have the money for a mix yeah, yeah. you know that, that's what I mean so it's a personal choice to either do it or not yeah especially if you I mean, that, that's part of, of running a business. It, it, I just cannot, if I get a thousand, I'm not going to say, oh, let's spend a thousand this month. I'm like, no way. Let's try to spend as, as much as I can so my business can grow and so I can get like better equipment or I don't know, like better cables, whatever, and just invest in, in technical stuff and knowledge and be conservative about spending money because a lot of artists, they have no clue how to have a business. So when you tell them well, it's going to be 1500, they all, they always see that as just an expense, but they don't see that as an investment. And you would like so, to work with preferably like with artists that know if they spend the 1500 2k, they're going to get it back twice or a couple yeah. times more on the back end because they know what to do with it. They'll take it to whatever the live gigs, yeah. play live shows, but they have actually a song that's worth playing live. Yeah, they don't have a problem paying that money. They see that as an investment and not just a liability. Yeah, because they compare themselves. If they compare themselves with artists who are a little bit higher, they know that those artists are paying a lot of money for mixing and production, though. So they, it would be a lie and to think, oh, I'm an independent artist and I can do everything by myself and I'm going to keep all the uh, expenses low. They know 
that's not going to work. If you can excel at every part of this whole thing, from production, arrangement, songwriting, mixing, mastering, over marketing, branding, yeah. uh, A&R, relationships, radio play, playlisting, if you're that good and you have so much energy and time to excel, like, by any means, do it. Some people can do it. Yeah. 99% people can't. And I wouldn't aim for the 1%. Like, I can do everything... Like, yeah, yeah. The older I get, the more stuff I have to do, the more I realize I can't do anything by myself. As much yeah. as I like to be a lone wolf in this industry and just rely on myself, I just yeah. can't. You have to accept that a lot of stuff you you need to play, you need to be thinking as a team player too, I think. Absolutely. Because yeah. you're giving work to other people and then in six months, maybe a guy you work with would say, oh, I'm in contact with an artist, they are looking for a producer, whatever, do you want to talk for them? And it's just... It has to be a little bit like a family. And I feel like, especially in the music industry, everyone is working with, they all have their circle of, of people they work with. And I think if you start to be friends with those people and you're recognized as a cool guy who works well and who is reliable, this can bring business to the table, I think. And just to make good music, that's my main objective here. <laughs> it's yeah, to be, yeah, it's to feel good having people paying you more money and to be able to deliver higher and higher standards, which is a lot of work actually. Yeah. To be really good at doing what we do. It's That's why people pay us because we spend like countless nights and weekends trying to kind of get to know how this whole production works. And now that we cannot know it pretty much, we have, yeah, people exchange time for its value. Yeah. So. What are your b bottlenecks right now? Where do you feel you're lacking? What are your concerns? Is anything like the problems, the bottlenecks? I feel like I need to go back to talking to artists way more. To be honest, I started to use less and less Instagram and my mental health is way better. So I need, so now I, now that I have those information about how I react to those social media, I need to find a way to still be active on, on, on Instagram and, and TikTok or whatever, and Which be a you, little bit more intelligent. avoid social media because it's part of the whole business. Yeah. You're legion. So that's right. Yeah. It's, that's a necessary evil, which it is granted yeah. nowadays in 2023. Yeah. If that's your bottleneck. Long term, you have to look at what is the bare minimum I can do to get the that, clients and not yeah. hunger, have an that, clients. And how can I facilitate my clientele? Like, how can I? make more money per client? How can I not rely on the platform? Basically, how to structure my business in a way where I can disappear for like a couple months and yeah. just do the bare minimum without burning out and without spending too much time on there. Because I feel the same. Like, it's just, I enjoy it for the most part. I like marketing as, because I'm good at it. I really enjoy it. It's an art form, but it's just, I'm tired of the content. Seeing other people doing boring content that's not sparking yeah. I was like, why? It's like, why do you do it? Nobody needs this shit. Keep it to yourself. And obviously you have the right to post whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Because it's your platform and I'm subscribing to it. But I've just been lately so uninspired by just garbage content. And it's just, it just sours the apple a lot. Yeah, because everyone is doing the same stuff. But to be honest, since I started to do this, having drinks with friends of people I would, artists I would work with, they would, they actually noticed. And that's something I would, I, I would think people would not notice. And I, I actually remember you told me like people, we noticed you, you do stuff. 
And especially if I'm trying to do some networking with coding some producer who are like way higher than me. They all see, and they, they see my profile. They're like, oh, so th that guy is actually trying. And that the trying thing on, on social media, people kind of admire this because they, and I, I'm telling them like, because they would like to do it as well. And then you, they see you yeah. being consistent, you're actually yeah. doing it. And they all see it. Like all the people yeah, that so, them, yeah. they would think they don't even know me. They're like, oh, I've seen your stuff before. It's cool. Yeah. You now they're like, oh, you have seen it. So they all see it at the end of the day. Yeah. And that's actually cool. So that keeps me interested in, in, in doing it is just, uh, I think I did way too much for like two or three months and like a couple of weeks, I was like three reels a day a week. And obviously I had less work. So this was part of my work day was like doing reels i was doing love production music for library music and i actually did 80 tracks in five months which is and now i'm doing like two tracks a month for library music so obviously more production business That's and less too. and i know this summer i'm gonna have a little bit downtime in maybe in august so i'm gonna focus on i need to maybe go back to reverse something beforehand film a little bit of footage yeah and because i sometimes i kind of enjoyed it sometimes i didn't because i felt like it's like this relationship with school you have to do this exam or this thing right. that is due like yeah, tomorrow or whatever but it, i know this helps great. yeah because you see you just use it like all right what does the whole content thing do for me is there any other way i can generate leads for my business for potential clients no yes i can but is it worth it going out meeting people if that's the preferred way then it is what it is if it's linkedin if it's just cold calling people it's that whatever it's yeah. just it just means to an end. It's just lead generation, like getting people into the door. And it's just by by far the best way to do it nowadays is just yeah. do like consistent content. Would there be any other way that would fit you? Do it. Do whatever yeah. you want to do to get people into the door, whatever is available. Right now it's social media and Instagram reels and TikTok and all that shit. So rely on it as far as you need to and then transition into a better model that fits you personally. Yeah. And since it's artistic, I found my artistic direction and the, the way I was like doing the videos and very minimalistic, which is actually what I do in terms of music too. So people would, would hear what I do and they would see and they would actually connect the dots and would be like, oh, that guy seems to be a very quiet person. Very, and actually I didn't sell my soul to the devil, whatever the expression is. And I don't want to be like, hey guys today i'm gonna show you this and that's not me and i know yeah, that artists do it if yeah. your content is an extension of you musically yeah that's the best thing it's just whatever you would do you just film it from the side it's like an observation and yeah. that is it obviously with a couple of compromises here and there because that's the way it is but for the most part if you can hold on to your integrity and not yeah. out whatever that means to you personally that is yeah. fine it works for you amazing then you're actually running your business the way you would like to. Yeah. Profit. Yeah. And because honestly, I feel like people forget really fast that we exist. Yeah. Because I can see from the, from the data on Instagram, I doubled my, I actually had 350 followers in January and now I'm pretty, I'm around like 680, whatever, which is two times. Yeah. Because I really, and like really spent time on, on doing content and everything. So people followed me and, but now since I'm not doing it, uh, I haven't done real for three weeks 
I feel like people are going to forget me and, and it's totally okay because none of those other producers are actually creating content. So if I'm not, then I'm not being visible. And that's the sad truth in all this, but that's the But at the same the time, they will not forget you. No. Nobody's forgetting anyone. Sometimes you need to disappear for them to miss you actually for a couple of weeks. Then you, and then you come back, they're like, oh, yeah. he's finally back. Yeah. He's still, he's still producing music. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's cool as well. Sometimes and nobody's forgetting anyone. You don't have to be like on top of mind each and every second. That that can be also a negative where right? we're just too much out there. We're just in, in their faces all the fucking time. It yeah. disappears sometimes. As long as it works for you. Like you just look at the metrics like, all right, I have enough people come into the door right now. It's cool. If I don't, I just do activity X to get result Y. More leads into the door, just create a little bit of content, maybe boost it with a couple euros and just get more people talking about me. Yeah, that's what I'm going to, I'm going to focus on maybe this summer and I'm going to have a little bit more time and even like preparing stuff for September or because I know September, October is, there is this higher activity in music usually, yeah, which is not happening in, in August because they all are touring or festivals and nobody wants to work in August. This is, this happens, whatever you go in, in the world. Summertime off. Yeah. And, uh, but I know I still need to be active and to do this reach to artists and to present myself. And because I know that actually can work. So if I do this, I've been doing this, like, I don't know, maybe 200 to 300 artists. I, I know I, I need to do that for a thousand artists. And then I might well, you even have, have to like, hey. Oh, enough stuff almost until the end of the year. And then next year, starting to do a new campaign for one or two months. Yeah. Have enough clients for the year, then fuck off. I'm an, an extreme obsessive personality in everything I do. So I usually go full on until I get results. And then I step back a bit and then I go back. Same. I was seeing my, my, my phone data on Instagram in March, April. I was spending five hours a day on Instagram. And now that I'm working every day on sessions, the time I'm spending on my phone is 40 minutes a day. But I know in August, I'm, longer. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to have to double my efforts on reels and because I, I cannot be stopping this right now, just more goals as well. Yeah. And yeah. And the course, I'm a little bit more comfortable with the script and everything. And yeah, I think it's just a virtuous, you have business, the less you're stressed about money and the more relaxed you can yeah. appear to the people. And you also have no saying power. You can just say, no, I don't want to do yeah. it. And that's, yeah, that's a luxury actually to be able to. Absolutely. And to choose, that's my goal to have four or five projects on the table and be like, oh, I'm maybe right. I'm going to work Don't forget, working with people, you're creating always better music and that yeah. builds your portfolio as well. So long term, yeah. you're working with better people inevitably anyways. Yeah. So you're going up the ranks and you're also going to work with the people that you actually want to work with regardless. Yes. It's only a matter of time just to not burn out and keep it up and just portion your energy and your focus in a way that just brings you forward. Yeah. Yeah. Just a matter of, of being balanced. I think in the whole that production, technical aspect of doing music, the business side, the, everything that, that comes with like AI right now and every, right. everyone is like shitting themselves because they feel like they're not going to have a job uh, in five years. Might so. happen if you're a noob. Yeah. 
it might happen, but not to us. If you spend 10, 15 years honing in your craft, there's more stuff than you can do that what AI will be capable of over the next 10, 15 years. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't worry about that too much. If you're a noob just starting out doing beats, yeah, yeah absolutely. Kind of, there's yeah, a yeah. problem. You better learn a couple new skills, but yeah. Real artistry and connections that's something AI yet cannot replace yet. Yeah, true. Maybe in the future, but we'll figure it out. All right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. As far as I can see, um, this works out for you. I'm happy that it works out for you. I'm happy that you have less stress and the money thing is handled. <laughs> Much to say, as far as I can see it, you learn quite a bit. You see what's comfortable to you. You made it work for you the way you wanted it to. Yeah. Quite yeah. a handful of new skills and new approaches and more experience in business and the confidence that you know what to do to get clients. Yeah. That is really valuable. So yeah, you teach me how to see a little bit clearer on, on, on how this thing works. And obviously I'm not, you're not responsible if I earn way more money or less, because obviously you give, you gave me the knowledge, but I am the one who needs to Obviously, got to bring you 100%. But yeah. yeah, of course, I'm not responsible, but still, I want to see you succeed, really. Yeah, I, I was, uh, I wanted to say you're not responsible for my actions. You are responsible for the knowledge I have now. Exactly. Uh, and if I don't do shit, nothing's going to happen. That is normal. That's just. But, yeah, yeah. But now I can feel like, yeah, this free helped me and to, yeah, to know what is the, what are the different process, processes I, I can use to to get work and yeah, a little bit more about like psychology, about the symptom, the imposter syndrome and the whole thing about who am I to charge 1500 for a song. And right now I then just to see, Hey, there's actually people out there that are willing to pay that. If not yeah. more, because 1500, 2000 for a project, that was the initial goal, but then yeah. it ends, it was on. Why not go up to 4,000, 5,000 right now it yeah. might, oh. Who am I to charge 5,000? That is, you don't have to do it right now, but it's possible. Yeah. It's doable. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. All right. Not. Yeah. Good, good. Nice gesture from, from your side. Yeah. Thank you for this. I really care for everyone, even though it might not seem all the time, but I'm like, all I do is just think about students, results, new knowledge and all of this stuff. Yeah. I'm happy to see you succeed and I'm, I really hope it just multiplies as time goes on. It just gives you more and more of you want without being like, I want more just for the sake of having more. No. Yeah. Living your life the way you want it to, just doing what you love and just getting pleasure and getting paid because you cannot take money out of our day-to-day -day lives nowadays. Thank you for a nice feedback. It means a lot. Yeah. All right. Right now. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. Thank, thank you. See you next right. to you. Bye. So that's it for the podcast this time. Hope you enjoyed the listen. And if you want to reach out and give me any kind of feedback it's at producer development on instagram and producerdevelopment.com for anything course related if you want to join the community with group coaching where i coach you on the business side of things each and every week or you want to join the coaching it's all on the website so it's again producerdevelopment.com i see you in about two weeks for the next episode i wish you all the best for your business and your life bye bye see ya